I had a tear in my eye the first day of marching band because we pulled all the kids together at the end of the first day of marching band and we so we spread them out on the football field as you know much as we possibly and we played the fight song and I, it was like just incredible to hear the band play you know all together again that was just an amazing feeling and I know the kids felt that way too Gifted by area businessman Henry Stambaugh, the doors to Stambaugh Auditorium opened in 1926 to become a place of enjoyment, entertainment, and education for the people of Youngstown and surrounding areas. These are the stories, performances, and conversations of artists and supporters of this historic landmark. This is the 1926 Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 1926 podcast. In this episode, you will hear my one-on-one Zoom call with Michael Summers, band director at Liberty High School and Middle School. We talked about how music education has been affected during the pandemic. I'm Michael Summers. I'm the band director here at Liberty High School and Middle School. Um, Prior to this, I was the band director at Western Reserve in Berlin Center and assistant director at Hubbard prior to that. So how long have you been a music educator? Uh, this is my 31st year. Awesome. So you have had many, many students over the years. Uh, yes, yes, I have. So what do you feel that is most important about music education in K through 12? Uh, I believe that's probably making a well-rounded student, you know, because it's, it teaches them coordination and engaging in social skills, social emotional learning. Um, it, it gives them achievement. Um, they learn to analyze and improve things. Um, teamwork, those are just a couple of the things that I think, you know, kids get out of, of music uh, when they're here. Um, I think the biggest thing is just a well-rounded student all the way. You know, we don't want to create robots that, that just can reiterate numbers and facts. You know, we want them to be able to create on their own and analyze on their own. You know, it was we were just talking about it in band today where in music, you, you, it's not just pushing a button. It's pushing that button and hearing that tone and assessing that tone and analyzing that tone and correcting that tone all within a split second. So I, I think that it, it just takes it to a whole other level than, than what any of the other classes can do. Absolutely. I completely agree. And not only creating well-rounded students, but just well-rounded individuals. Exactly. Um, I know from experience working with I think three or four professional musicians at Stambaugh Auditorium, some of my coworkers um, have music degrees and it, it does, it really does create um, analytic thinkers mm-hmm. and, you know, just, it gives everybody, you know, a more well-rounded personality. Right. And it, they're problem solvers, yes. you know, because it, it's in music, you hear the problem, you have to figure out what the problem is and fix the problem. If Is the problem you, is the problem somebody else? Um, and, and it also teaches teamwork that way too. You know, if the problem's not you, how do you react to it? Do you adjust to that person or does that person adjust to you? So. Absolutely. Right. Um, so obviously things have changed drastically. Um, since this past March with the COVID-19 pandemic. How have things changed in your classroom? 
Um, I would probably say for me, one of the biggest things is that lack of personal interaction with the kids, you know, um, the, the lack of that aha moment, especially with my youngest kids, my beginners, you know, that's, that's one of the things that you, as I'm sure all my colleagues that are beginning band directors uh, also look at when that kid finally gets that note and you see that, you know, that look on their face, you know, and they're like, ah, oh, it, it, it's not the same when it's a little one inch box on the middle of a screen, you know, um, I think that's probably one of the big things that, you know, obviously the loss of performances. I mean, that would probably be number one. I think that would be, um, I know in talking to my kids, that's all I get from my kids all the time. When can we have a concert? When can we do this? When can we do this? You know, so I, I think, you know, that personal interaction, that performing aspect is probably the biggest loss that we would see. So is all of the um, learning online learning? We are hybrid um, for right now here at Liberty. We were with Trumbull County through the last part of December there. Uh, we were all online. And, but beginning this year, last year we were all online. And beginning this year we did a hybrid. We have like a maroon group and a gold group. And then we have a totally virtual group. So we actually have three groups. So my maroon group just left. Um, they're Monday, Tuesdays. And while they're here, um, my gold group and my totally virtual kids are, are syncing in through this camera online. So they're playing along at home, but they're playing along with what they're hearing coming from here. Um, and they have their microphones off, but their cameras on so that we don't have that latency problem going back and forth. Um, and then on Thursday, the gold group comes in and the maroon group watches. And then on Wednesday, do you do a deep cleaning of the building and the kids? Um, I'm available for like an office hour if the kids have a problem or a question, but they have an assignment that they always do on Wednesday um, during that time frame. So, yeah, you do lack that personal interaction. What other adaptations have you had to make in your classroom um, with half of your class being online and the other half in person? Well, obviously, with the kids that are here, the face masks um, and bell covers for the instruments, um, social distancing. Uh, we were just having a discussion this morning uh, with some of the administrators. They're talking at the end of this grading period, starting the third grading period of doing away with the maroon and golding, having the kids coming four days a week. So you would have uh, the kids that choose to be in school four days a week, and then you would still have the kids that are fully remote. So the social distance, you, you can't really see my room. You can probably see the chairs stacked behind me. Those are the extra chairs that we normally would be using that we're not using right now. So in my band room here, the chairs are six feet apart. Um, probably one of the other adaptations is we're fortunate here that we're one-to-one -one with Chromebooks. So all the students have Chromebooks. So their music is on the Chromebook. So the stands are turned sideways instead of the way they normally would. And the music's on the Chromebook. Um, that's actually been a nice thing because um, I'm saving paper like crazy. Um, and so the kids have to log into their Google account to get to it. So, and then it'll be, I'll be deleting it out after they, you know, they get done with it. Um, but, and sanitizing, that's probably the other big thing. Every time a kid, the kids leave, I got to spray things down. They spray things down on Wednesday night. We have bottles. Um, we purchased bottles of mouthpiece sanitizer for every kid so that they can spray their mouthpiece off at the end in the beginning. Um, and so, you know, having half of the students is the other thing. The, the, I would say having half of the students, it's really weird because instrumentation has been a unique thing. Um, you know, my high school band, I have more kids coming on Monday, Tuesday than I do on Thursday, Friday. But probably the biggest issue is the instrumentation that I have on Monday, Tuesday is a better instrumentation than I have on Thursday, Friday. Um, and it happened to work out that most of my seniors are on Monday, Tuesday, and a lot of my younger kids on Thursday, Friday. So you can uh, see the level difference between the groups, too.
I see. So um, you mentioned earlier about that aha moment, mm -hmm. um, that moment that you have, you know, with a student when they reach a goal. Right. Um, what other, I mean, you, and you're not seeing those. So what emotions are you seeing the students going through? I mean, I'm assuming that most of the students are, are struggling. I mean, I'm sure that they're happy to be, you know, um, learning at all. Right. But what other emotions are you seeing them live through? I've only seen, I've honestly seen the gambit of emotions. You know, probably the thing that worries me the most is the emotionlessness that I'm yeah. seeing from them. Um, a lot of times, you know, you get into that big part of a song or something like that, and you don't see that emotion. Even the kids that are here, um, the kids that are here excited, like, for example, my jazz ensemble is excited. They, they would play every second of every minute that they're here if I would let them. Um, they just, and they're the ones that are like, can we have a concert? Can we do a concert next week? Can we do a concert? Can we go play for kids in the cafeteria? They, they, would, they just want to play. Um, so I'd say excitement is coming from some of them. Um, seclusion is the other thing. You know, you, you see these kids, especially the ones that are 100% virtual, um, they, they, they look lonely. You know, they don't crack smiles very often. And, you know, I think they're, they're missing their friends quite a bit. And I think that was probably no more inherent than marching band this season. Marching band was such a huge fresh of breath air um, that I, I, I had a tear in my eye the first day of marching band because we pulled all the kids together at the end of the first day of marching band and we so we spread them out on the football field as you know much as we possibly and we played the fight song and I, it was like just incredible to hear the band play you know all together again that was just an amazing feeling and i know the kids felt that way too so right um also with the the difference between in the band room and um being at home i'm sure yeah. some kids are struggling with like when you're in the band room you can just go all out you know, right. you play your heart out because you're allowed, you know, right. you're allowed to be noisy. You're allowed to be loud. You're allowed to play fully. And I'm sure that there's some students that are struggling to find a place at home or, you know, just away from school that they can do that. Yeah. And I mean, you, you also have, you know, you have kids that have like a sibling sleeping um, or a parent that works nights and has to sleep and they just, they kind of watch in, they finger along. You also have that, that thing that I didn't even think of until we got into it this year when a valve sticks on an instrument or something breaks on a clarinet and they're at home and I'm having them hold the thing up to the camera and say, twist it this way so I can see if that springs popped off or twist it this way so I can see, you know, and, and so a lot of that has been, um, a whole learning curve as well, too. Um, and, you know, even even in like our band rooms have switched too. not my one group, two of my groups are in this room, three of my groups are in this room. But my high school band has too many to be social distanced in this room. So we're in the auditorium and we're spread out through the seats in the auditorium and I'm standing on the stage. So that's a whole other issue with them sitting in the comfortable chairs and you're trying to teach them about posture and it's really easy to lean back and it's actually actually hard to sit up because the chairs lean back um and then my fifth and sixth grade i just had a discussion this morning with one of the teachers we're in the old library that's up there because my band room was too small to fit the fifth and sixth graders social distance so we're in the library. Well, that has posed a whole other is issue because in the dead center of the room there's a 
uh, counter built in for where the librarian used to be. So the kids are in like a, a circle around this counter and, you know, I, there's no projector in there. So I have a projector set up on this big wall and it's just a whole other, you know, avenue. And so, yeah, the kids lose that, that whole feel of, of sitting in the, in, in the ensemble. There's really not an ensemble feeling to like there was. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of differences between now and last year. Um, mm. What are more of these differences that, you know, you're noticing not just with um, band in general, but the, the school and the students. Um, I remember years ago when I was in high school and just the dynamic of, you know, hanging out um, outside of the band room or hanging out in different areas and having that, um, like, you know, hanging out in your group and talking. And I can't imagine that exists right now. It, it doesn't. And that's one of the worst things, you know, for, for me, and, and I'm sure all my colleagues would say the same thing, um, is, you know, that those band kids are our clique, they're a group. You know, and, and, you know, I actually miss yelling at them, get out of the instrument room, let's get started, you know, or get out of here, go home, you know, because they're not hanging around like that. They're texting each other, they're messaging each other on Instagram and stuff like that. And it's, it's just, it's very different, you know, or Snapchatting each other. And so that's one of the things that I really do kind of miss. The hallways are different. Um, it's quiet. It's too quiet. You know, it's one of those, it's eerily quiet. And, and because only half the kids are in the building. And so it's, you know, when bells change, you're like, are they coming? Are they coming down? It's too quiet. And then all of a sudden they just kind of start slunking in your door and making their way in. Um, and, and that's one of the things that, that is really different here. And, and then I think the other thing that I noticed big difference throughout the school in talking with my colleagues, my other teaching colleagues, and I'm seeing it myself, I, I'm watching good kids fail. The, the ones that are online because for one issue or another, you know, I've had good kids that would say, oh, I couldn't do the assignment today because mom had to go here and I had to ride with her, you know, and so they're not treating it as school or some of my older kids are zooming in, if you will, or, or joining the class from work. I see it on their phone. They have it hiding down under a counter and I can see that they're waiting on people at work. They're, they're picking up shifts and not doing not doing school. And, and I'm watching kids that are just that normally are A students and B students that are C and D students just simply because they're not doing what's required. And it's really not a lot different than what we would have done while we were here. It's just that it's got to be kind of self-driven and there's no drive happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole like formative process of your youth is going, you know, through middle school, high school, and learning, you know, your time management and having that, the, you know, your educators push you to learn organizational skills and push you to do your assignments or, you know, or you get bad grades. Right. And without that, they're losing that whole aspect of their formation in their youth. Yep. It's terrible. It, it's, it's scary because, you know, this started last year, halfway through a school year. So you, you had a graduating class last year that, that fortunately had a number of years that didn't have to do it. But what I'm worried about is how long it's going to take us to get out of this thing that we're in now and get the newest kids, especially like the fifth and sixth grade band kids for, for my end of things, get them back on board that this doesn't become the way it is, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's what worries me. Um, because I, I'm just worried about how long it's going to take to get things back to 
as close to normal as we can. Absolutely. And not only, you know, making their perception of what band, you know, should be and what band could be, you know, you don't want to lose them as right. students either. You don't want to lose them as musicians when half of their learning is taking place at home and they find it difficult and, you know, like they're not getting the one-on-ones that they desperately need right. to really fuel their, you know, goals of being a musician. Well, so, I mean, that's another challenge is just making sure that you're keeping your students too. Right. And I, I see that. We, I, I see that right now is just, I was actually talking to my seventh graders about that today, you know, cause normally we'd be at this point with a seventh grade band, but they were just getting started on that last year in March when it got shut down. And so when we picked up this year, we're, we're technically halfway through a sixth grade year. So we're a half year behind. And while we've been trying to catch the kids up, you know, I, I have my kids give me a little playing assessment, if you will, um, pretty much weekly. Sometimes we go every other week, but I, I just want to make sure, especially for the kids that are fully remote and at home, I want to make sure that they're still playing a, and I still want to make sure that they're keeping up with what's going on. And, and that's, what's getting worrisome is some of the kids, especially that aren't here that I can have direct contact with, um, they're falling behind. And, you know, you can only be so threatening if you will, <laughs> through a camera and, and, you know, you, Th those kids are just it's like i said before i'm worried about where they're going to be when they come back and my fifth graders my beginning band kids i have 40 kids ish i think it's 40 something 40 kids split 20s and 20s that are here but there's 90 some kids in that fifth grade class so there's 70 kids that i or 60 some kids i haven't seen um and some of them will go to choir but what am I going to do with a half of a group of a fifth grade band that have been playing sort of for a few months and then half of fifth grade, they don't even have instruments in their hands yet. Um, because we started when this got shut down last year, we were just in the process of, of finishing um, instrument testing and all that type of stuff. And, you know, we, we didn't get it all the way done. And so some of the kids don't even know what instrument they want to play. So when they do come back, it's square one. And so that's going to be a whole other planning of maybe having a split band with the kids that did this year and then a split band of the kids that are beginning. Um, and again, that's another catch up time that we're going to have to do that's going to progress for another year. So, right. Wow. Well, did you have anything else that you wanted to add about how music education has changed during this pandemic? It hasn't. It hasn't. I mean, that's the thing. I, I would say that my colleagues would say that as musicians and as band directors, and I, I'll teach you shows up, whoever's in the room, whatever the instrumentation is, I'll teach whoever's here. And so I, I think the biggest thing is, is like we talked about before that, that, that social emotional aspect that they're losing a little bit of. Um, but thank goodness for what we did have this year, because it did make it, you know, um, it did make it a breath of fresh air. And I think there's a lot of things that happened throughout this um, that I'm going to keep, you know, some of the stuff that's happening, you know, online, we were using Chromebooks and Google Classroom before this ever happened to do some assessments, but now it's gone to a much bigger avenue. So I think that that's something that we're going to keep. Keeping the music as a PDF form is something that I think I want to keep because I, I think it's, it's just easier. 
Um, it's cleaner, it's neater, it's easier, it's more conservative um, and everything else. So I think there's a lot of things that, that are good coming out of this. And, you know, not that we've fluffed over things, but I think there's a lot of things like theory in, in our performing classes that we can spend a little bit more time with that maybe we wouldn't have because we have a concert coming up in six weeks. Um, whereas, you know, our concerts in December all got dismissed so we spent a little bit more time backing up and saying okay this is you know we worked on theory we worked on building scales we worked on some of that type of stuff so i think i think that's a, if there's a positive if you want to say i think that's one of the positives that can come out of this yeah absolutely well i really appreciate your time and i really appreciate you as a music educator mm -hmm. and um i know that it can't be easy and you know we are supporting you. <laughs> we are here to support you. <laughs> well, thank you. It's 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 been exciting and <laughs> challenging all at the same time. Well, thank you again for coming on the 1926 podcast. Thank you for having and, me. And um, like I said, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you. Thank you.